second podcast we're recording today or and as a result we're already very heavy into the wine or um yeah that we're on bottle two and i mean last time we did that things got a little fun was that the paranormal pandorum day yeah the pa day pa day yeah all these yeah we should be more alert conscious of being alliterative in the future yeah but we missed some mm -hmm. good alliteration on that one yeah today we are doing netflix's well, I shouldn't call it Netflix. It's, on <laughs> yeah, Netflix. it's not made by Netflix, but it's a good it's movie on that's Netflix. on Netflix. Uh, it's called Hush. And I wanted to bring up Netflix specifically because it's an interesting thing now in horror movies, especially indie horror movies, where for the last five, ten years, when you're checking out an indie horror movie, you watch it and you kind of accept the fact that almost no one hears about it except for other horror fans, right? They don't, unless mm. unless you actively seek it out, um, people yeah. aren't going to come across it. But with Netflix acquiring a bunch of these random indie horror films, suddenly movies like Hush, yeah. It Follows, and The Invitation are seen by a much larger audience than we horror fans would have been that, used to. Yeah, and um, uh, Shudder, too. Um, the, the horror app, the subscription service thing. Oh, yeah, 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 Shudder, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's another thing that's really, really making it accessible. For um, You're totally right in that I would have expected... Um, when, okay, so when the first time you saw Coherence, mm -hmm. like in my group of friends, is that on Netflix now? No, no, no. Okay. Um, just in that, like, it's very widespread now. People are, people know about Coherence. Word of mouth has carried that thing. Oh, far. it's gone far. Yeah. Even my parents loved Coherence. Wow. Yeah. Everyone who watches that should love it. It's just yeah. fucking Just perfect. a great, great film. Um, and there's our, we didn't mention my Coherence. Dad, my dad said, episode. you're right, we didn't. So we'll mention it many times this one to make sure. up for it. Yeah. My dad said excellent out loud twice while we were watching Coherence. <laughs> like you just watch it and he laughed and he said excellent. Wow. Play, and I'm like, awesome. God, and that's crazy because I know that that's a, if my dad were to say excellent. I don't know anyone in the world other than my father who were just, who uses excellent as a way to describe it. It's high like, praise and I never hear it, you know? Uh, the last time I heard my father, that's probably not true, but the last <laughs> time I can remember hearing my father say excellent was to describe the Arby's Reuben sandwich. There you go. <laughs> So if Coherence could live up to the Arby's Reuben sandwich, then that is saying something about this movie. Although my dad hasn't seen it, and your dad has, so... <laughs> I Yeah, I never thought to introduce him to it sooner. Oh, your dad, who um, looks like Dennis, uh, Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid thought it was excellent. Dennis but, Quaid. I mean my dad. Okay, so my father, Dennis Quaid, <laughs> thought it was excellent. You were making a point about uh, how Coherence wasn't something that everyone immediately saw, because it's not That's right. something like Netflix. Whereas movies like It Follows... People who are at home and randomly want to put on a horror movie, it follows comes up in the first ten or twenty. Yeah, it's like to make a video game comparison because I'm sure we'll get a few people who like my video game references. <laughs> um, it's like the Angry Bird. Uh, it follows specifically is like the Angry Birds of video games in that everyone, even people who don't play games, and the metaphor here is even people who don't watch horror movies have played Angry Birds or have watched It Follows because of its accessibility, because of how accessible it is. And the discussion that must exist with your coworkers around the water cooler and um, what did you watch on Netflix last night? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! And because it's a horror movie and people don't tend to watch horror movies, mm -hmm. the Babadook and um, It Follows are really, really pushing it forward. I think. 
um, people who don't watch horror movies are, are going and they have to just talk about it. I watched this movie the other day. And it was so weird. I'm so compelled. It wasn't your yeah. average mainstream yeah. jump scare Hollywood horror movie. It yeah. was something different and special. And, uh, I'm very excited for the day that we get to do It Follows. Um, and I really want to keep my judgments uh, in check until then. Yeah, let's do it. I've, I've only seen it once and I really liked it, but I did have some mixed feelings about it. So I am yeah. excited. I think that might be a good um, guest episode. Maybe to bring someone else in. Too. I would really like to do that. I have a friend who... We have a friend who I think would be great for it because... Mostly because he shares my sentiments and I want to like outnumber you. That's oh, you want to bully, bully me yeah. on this episode? If I could. Great. Uh, on the let's Apollo's do it. episode. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to that. Uh, that'll be a good one. I've seen it two or three times and I've got a lot to say about it. But that's not what we're talking about. Today we're talking about Hush and um, the reason we started talking about it, Apollo's, is because Hush, excuse me, benefits from something similar, which is the Netflix exposure. Yes. Um, I mean, it's... It's weird and almost annoying when you're you have a movie, a horror movie indie that you're kind of planning yeah. and excited to watch, and then someone you know who doesn't even really appreciate or is yeah. usually interested in horror movies was like, "Oh, I saw Hush." Yeah. Like, how the fuck do you know? Okay. If, for example, that might be too snobby. We shouldn't. We should no. Be that's snobby no, 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 no. Because the tide is turning. This is happening now. There's a lot of people who are probably like feeling the same emotion, um, which is like, yeah, you are online and you're you know um, sifting through you mm-hmm. know eight different titles that you're kind of interested in. And you want to watch something really creepy, and Hush is <coughs> cough it out. Um, Hush me. is coming up on a lot of your lists, and you're like, "Oh, cool, great!" Mm-hmm. And you read about it, you read about a few more, and then eventually you're like, "Yeah, Hush seems like it's going to be the creepiest, most fun watch right now." Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also notice on one of the places you did research that it's available on Netflix. So you load up Netflix and you turn it on. For everyone else, they're just like, "What should I watch?" And Hush, it's like this looks cool, huh? Because you watched it follows, it, yeah. You right, know? It recommends it. Yeah, yeah, there it is, and you got yeah. that in one second. So I understand the feel, like this kind of snobby feeling of how it used to be. Like I found something, and there's no way you've seen it. It follows. Hush. Yeah, I've seen it. Like <laughs> it's very uncommon. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to let go of the, and I'm less bothered by the just the snobbyish aspect of, <laughs> or the possessive nature of. Oh, I want to have that horror movie, but I'm more just. Um, impressed by just how accessible um this or certain aspects of this niche market now are it's how really growing your face yeah that's been um uh, you've sent me a couple uh um articles lately on our uh, best of lists of the year best of li- best of lists that are really identifying 2016 as a strong strong mm-hmm. year for horror and um i think if if that's like uh indicative of some kind of change in the general like atmosphere of yeah. You know, the horror landscape, we're probably going to be looking at a lot more good, good years of horror coming up. Which is wonderful, and which just gives you, the listener, a reason to keep tuning in to text Chris Dave Saw. We'll be covering this wow. new wave of covering exciting, the, the new upcoming um, horror films. Yeah. The but new... honestly, like, out of my, <clears throat> my top just movies in general list of last year, I think about it, like half of them are horror. Most of them are horror. I, I liked a lot of horror and sci-fi movies more than, way more than I liked a lot of the Oscar front runner ones yeah. last year. And um, it's just where more exciting things are happening. Yeah, I think that uh, um, horror is like we've talked about this, and this must like somewhat be signaling the change. Is that like our favorite horror movies occupy a somewhat low percentage? You know, a low uh, out of ten number on mm-hmm. like IMDb. Which is 
I always reference IMDb. Yeah, you're more um, you're more aware and perceptive of, of what IMDb scores mean. And I, I don't check those as much. The reason I do is because I think a lot of people check it. Mm-hmm. It's not because I think it's infallible, but I think it's what most people see. Yeah. And I think it's like the most, like, if I were to say something is a 7 out of 10, someone who I've never met who has researched the movie would also believe it's a 7 out of 10 because it's the one of the top searches on right. Google. So um, that's just a really easy benchmark for me to identify. And Rotten Tomatoes offers a percentage that we, we all offer, although we've talked about we've how complained about this. we've complained about it. But anyway, on IMDb, um, it's just been so consistent that like 5.5 to 7.5, we'll say. 7.5 is really high, but yeah. in that area is where some of my favorite movies hmm. of the past like three years have landed in terms of creepy sci-fi and mostly horror. Interesting. It is like that's where they seem to be, and I've said that on several episodes, uh, and you've all heard it. Five point five um, to seven point five, you say? Yeah, somewhere in there, and yeah. like I'm, the ones who are really scraping at greatness are down at the bottom, and the ones that are like way too good are up at the top. Near the top. You know, um, and that's and there are the outliers that don't make any sense to me, like right. Babadook, and it follows in the mm-hmm. the witch. I get, but like. Um, things like that that break the mold but your run-of-the-mill thing that just doesn't get a lot of attention mm-hmm. seems to not win over the critics in a similar way and i feel like the general nature of like these um things like bone tomahawk sitting you know a crazy high percentage that makes no sense i feel like the gen- like the um the critics um positive interpretation of horror movies is going to just like they're going to get more acceptant of them right in in the coming years and that, that number is going to inflate Right. And that we're going to start seeing some um, real mainstream horror releases Get higher, getting high reviews. Um, like I think the Conjuring movies are going to like be regarded as some, the greatest series or right. some of the greatest horror series ever. And I had an interesting question, and I'd like to pose it to you right now before we begin this uh, movie. Um, what you think, moving forward, as the year 2016 has come to a close and we're beginning 2017... What the strongest horror series that's currently active is. Mm. Like, what are we looking at? And I've had someone who's made a really good point that it's The Purge. Oh, see, I... I know you're not you're not in on The Purge too I, much. I am not a Purge fan, really, at all. Um, in terms of series, I don't know if there's a series that I'm even really looking forward to the next chapter of. I mean, okay, I, yeah. I really like The Conjuring 2. Yeah, I thought that was a very strong sequel. But at the same time, I think... James Wan, the director, is a little bit one note. Like The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, Insidious, Insidious 2, they all really do kind of the same thing. You know, yeah. they're all very, very similar films in terms of like how they look, how they I, feel. I, Insidious so, 2 was one of the ones I watched as well. In this I, I was very disappointed by Insidious 2. Because yeah, I, thank I, you. So I that. love yeah. Insidious. The first Insidious, I think, uh, is one of the best ones. That helps my heart, is I thought everyone loved Insidious 2. I just transferred that from Conjuring 2. Right. Everyone just loved Insidious 2, but it was so stupid. Mm. Or like no, I think I may, I may have even liked Conjuring two more than Conjuring one, but I like Insidious one more than all of them. Like I think the yeah, first Insidious, Insidious is great. amazing. It I think really it's great. that director's best one. Okay, that's fair enough. Because he directed all both of those series. I said my my series moving forward. I said was Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure. So we're in agreement on that. I think so. But I, there's there's not a lot of other promising series, are there? That's like, what, what I mean. Are... And then he so he made a really good point about how um, the Purge movies. While the first movie was like basically about home invasion rather than yes. this concept of a huge global thing, uh, uh, and then the second one was more. I just watched it. That was mm-hmm. I watched four horror movies on mm-hmm. uh, our break, which makes sense, right? For of course. we would watch one a week, and we we're three oh, or four see. weeks apart. 
Um, you had to keep it going at the same frequency. Yeah, I watched um, The Purge 2. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, Oculus. Mm-hmm. I watched um, Insidious 2. And I watched um, this uh, found footage foreign horror movie that was subtitled. What's it called? Um, so it, it, it's on Netflix and it's got a three digit number. And it's about, I think it's about an, uh, an abandoned asylum. And it reminded me of Grave Encounters. Yeah. Um, which would be my top series if it was like active and good. <laughs> if it was active, yeah, yeah. Because there were things I liked about Grave Encounters too as well. But maybe I, yeah. that's because we like found footage movies so much and we're more sympathetic. Well, for me, no, it was because I loved Grave Encounters so much. The first one, which yeah. I think is stellar. Yeah. I think is a really I can't wait to movie. do that one. Um, and uh, um, number two, like, said the first one, thought of the first one as a movie, yeah. like a Hollywood movie that was made. And the guy was like, I kind of think it was real. Blair Witch Project, the second one that came out, it was terrible. But it had that mm-hmm. same idea of let's let's just act in a world where the Blair Witch was a movie and there, these are a bunch of people who saw the first movie and went out to see what it was about. And it was a total bomb because they pushed it out way too quickly, didn't even really think up a good plot, but that's that same kind of, it's a good yeah. instinct. I think, but um, then they made that, um, the other one. The other one, yeah. And you really liked it, right? I didn't really like it. Um, again, but it's better than because second. Blair Witch is my favorite, probably my favorite movie. It's my favorite horror movie for sure. Um, and I liked it way, I liked the new Blair Witch way more than um, the Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Um, I, I definitely think it's flawed. It doesn't feel like the Blair Witch Project. It feels like um, an Adam Wingard movie. It feels like a lot okay. of those VHS shorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I, you watch VHS? Yeah, we talked oh, about this. Oh, I think, we have? I think it's come up several <laughs> times. Or a couple times at the very least. I, I love that VHS yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, I like VHS a lot. We're, we're getting way off tangent. Let's just bring it back to Hush real quick so we can start this movie. This yeah, well, this is... Uh, Were things probably you wanted to say about series in 2017? Um, well, no, it's a, that's a really good tangent is because Hush um, really... Um, really exemplifies this, this concept about the 2016 horror escape which is really sharp it seems to be improving it seems like a lot of really talented directors are like going that direction like they want to try a horror movie Mm. um after like getting success somewhere else you know like with neon demon like that was exactly what happened is like he had success with drive chose Um, to do a horror movie yeah yeah, and he chose with success to Mm -hmm. use that to make a horror movie which is why i so appreciate um, Guillermo del Toro's Mama, even right. though it also has several things to you know criticize about it, mm-hmm. it's great to see someone put a lot of effort into a horror movie. Yeah, Mama looks great. Like visually, it's a yeah a really good movie. Um, but Hush, the director, is patently a horror movie director, right? I mean, he's yes, an absolutely. Hush, yep, yep. Ouija too. Um, when I saw um, trailers for Hush or saw images of it, I was less excited. Because to me, it kind of looked like a take on what The Strangers, on the movie The Strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I'm very familiar with Strangers. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. high up on You my like list. that one a lot? A lot. So I, for me, it, like, it looked a lot like that in terms of, oh, she can't hear them, so they can creep around just like The Strangers did. Even though the yeah. protagonists weren't deaf in The Strangers, that was kind of the ploy of the movie, right? They could sneak around in the background. Yeah. Um, but then when I heard that it was the same director as Oculus, I became much more excited to watch this one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, because um, I find Strangers to be one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Uh, Jody and I tried to watch it. We had to turn it off. It was too much for her. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love that. Right? <laughs> and it was even a little, like, it was close to too much for me. It is, like, we must do that on here. Like, Let's do I want to do it when we've got, like, when we know we've got people listening because I want people to be excited for it and to go, like, oh, they're doing this one? I'll watch it and be like, 
fuck. All right, build Strange the hype. Is good. I think um, we built the hype for ten future episodes. In the I last think we have. This is minutes. this is a good uh, record. This is a really good opening for. Um, and we for, just want to plug coherence again. It's, it's such a good movie. I'm just gonna say the word coherence because I haven't said it enough. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, Strangers and Hush definitely. There's a lot of connective tissue there, and uh, I agree that it's close. Mm-hmm. You watch this unfold. This is a very different movie. Yeah, cool. All right, let's do With it. A lot in common, but re- really great. I'm really excited. Let's watch it. Talk about it. We heard the theme song off the top. I hope you like our new snazzy theme song. Yeah, guys. Uh, so let's just go back, and I'm gonna kiss you guys on the butts one more time. Thank you so much for listening. This is our first um, get together of 2017 we've done a couple of recordings today mm-hmm. and we couldn't be happier with um how the podcast has started out w- without even really um, pushing it too hard um so if you've heard it uh thank you so much um it, it, keep listening we've got a lot in store and it's going to be a great year and come by and say hi let us know who you are what you think check uh, us out on facebook and twitter text chris dave saw massacre on facebook and twitter um give us a like and uh please 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 if there's something that you love, let us know, and we're going to dig into it. All right, let's watch this movie. Uh, cheers, my friend. Cheers, dude. Uh, what should we do? How should we talk about this? Just the same way we always talk about it. Just let it kind of... What's the first Fish thing out. that kind of pops into your head about the movie? I... I really loved the, just as like a classic cat and mouse type game, right? With two characters, one intimidating the other. But I really loved how balanced it was the whole way through. Where one would get an injury, the other would get an equal injury, the other would get a new injury. Like it was... I agree with that. It's always, right? She got shot in the arrow, he got... No, he got the hammer first. Right, hammer, and then she got the arrow in the leg. Yeah. And then it was the, she got her hand squished, but he got shot in the shoulder. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which is great. And uh, he always had kind of a bit of an advantage, but, you know, she always had, like, he wouldn't know exactly where she was and what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, his And I think he was, ex- like, his advantage was largely due to his own weird stamina of being, like, a predator, you know? Yeah, he, he, his he hand was prepared is, for His this. hand is fucked, but he's still walking around as if he's not even injured at all. And the, that's yeah, his the, forearm from getting yeah, hit by the hammer. That's part of the yeah. psychopath nature of this guy who... Has killed um, twelve yeah. people earlier that night. Is that a word to take? I don't think it's that night. I think that's probably overall. Okay. I, I think more or less that's probably what it is overall. But yeah, I saw twelve or thirteen people, uh-huh. uh, probably women, if I had to guess. Um, but I mean, it's he killed that um, the other dude who was notably from Battlestar Galactica, whose name I don't know. Is he um, a major player? In he's Battlestar? a major player. Hmm nearing the end of the series i right? loved that whole sequence the whole that scene where he arrives like i had no idea where it was yeah that really out. threw that really threw the typical like you mentioned um you uh you compared this earlier before the movie that you you have never seen um mm-hmm. to um strangers right which was the uh um the cat and mousey sort of like people with masks outside who have a horrendous murder plan for the people on the inside of the house yeah Great comparison, because it really serves here, although it's got its own feel, right? Absolutely. Um, this I think this movie stands on its own. Definitely. Enough to... Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you feel that way. Um <laughs> it uh so yeah, they they're compared too, but um now is probably a good time to, to mark where you caught on to 
some things that were going to happen in the movie. You did very well. But not that, not any major things. Just like no, little, no, no. little devices. That little devices that like par for the course. Really like um, yeah, but showed themselves in a big like curtain pull reveal. Like you really caught them. You caught like the um, when they had the fire alarm sitting on the counter. Mm-hmm. You caught that right away. That is going to come um, back. And uh, yeah, you knew that like when it, when is she going to use that? And it was in like the first like ten minutes or whatever. It was like. The first like fifteen, it was super annoying. Um, <laughs> I'll keep I'll keep those to myself in the future. No, I loved it, but like, it's kind it's of good annoying. And but it was better than most because a lot of horror movies when they do that kind of foreshadowing, it's like the camera's focusing on only that. It's lingering for seconds. Yeah, no, That's no, too it was much. this it is was, a good amount. It was just focused while she was moving in and out of that yeah. area. It was really well done. Here's, um, you uh, caught you caught her as well, uh, or you caught it as well with. Um, the cat meowing at the end. Yeah, you didn't know. Uh, yeah, with the meow, but also you thought there was going to be a dead cat. We just before we watched uh, um, the previous episode, which you all listened to, um, which was a movie called The Autopsy of Jane Doe, where we In lost which a cat. Yeah, gets we killed. We got a, a bad. Cat, cat murder and i didn't take that well and we didn't discuss it in the previous episode but we that, didn't i wanted to go back to that but we, we have to move on from we just much. blasted past it but yeah it, it hit me um and then uh, chris called out in this one are we gonna have back-to-back cat murders and we almost did almost did so that was a great call on yours and then right in the last one she goes outside and then uh, you just meowed sure <laughs> enough the next thing we heard was the cat meowing and running up <laughs> So, not that that has anything to do with our discussion, but uh, Chris called this movie very well based so she, on the telegraphs. She got shot right, or he got shot by the arrow right when he was about to kill the cat. Yes. Right? That's when, which is, yeah. that's a great moment. But we also never see her finally loading that thing. Yeah, she we did that off that. camera. Yeah. yeah, while they're, um, I guess he was like talking like to the right. dead body of the boyfriend next door. Both of which we, or both of us, had an issue with how she was attempting to load that thing, not you, like yeah. using her bare hands instead of just grabbing a yeah, like or a towel. And I mentioned right when we saw that, so she was like struggling with the the um, the crossbow and trying uh-huh. to pull it, and she's hurting her hands clearly. And uh, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna explain that by saying you guys all stopped and paused, but um, Chris and I talked before this um, before these last two episodes about how. Um, you're going to listen to podcasts the way that you listen to your podcasts. And uh, maybe you're not going to stop and pause right in the middle of every everyone and watch a film, a feature film on your train ride to work or whatever. But for the record, that is how Dave recommends you enjoy this podcast. Yeah. And it's probably a great way to enjoy it. It is. If That means that just means you saw the movie when we saw it. Maybe but... we'll run a poll and see how people are listening to this. You know, yeah, But they're, they're not. Pausing it. They're not pausing it halfway through. It's going to be two votes. One for <laughs> you. And I vote, no, I don't, even though we clearly do that every time. Yeah, um, so I'm going to stop asking you guys to do that. But anyway, yeah, she's pulling on the um, crossbow, trying to load it, and just cutting the hell out of her hands, trying to do it. And, like, she's sitting in her own house, and, like, with theoretically, like, little to no pressure on her. She's not looking at the windows. She just grab a towel. She knows where the tea towels are. Yeah, just grab a towel, grab anything. She's in the bathroom at one point trying to load it. You know where the towels are. And there's a a very clear scene if you You just watch the movie. There was a like bluey green sort of turquoise towel on the floor behind her in arm's reach. Mm -hmm. I saw it. It had like lots of blood on it. Like she could have grabbed it. Yeah, but uh, this was, isn't this isn't a substantial critique. This is just that's something that's annoying. The about most substantial critique I've ever made of a film. <laughs> what? Oh, no. one thing I really liked um, was near the end of the movie when it is kind of coming down to the final battle. 
um, we're really seeing the sensory experience from her perspective when she's losing yep. blood. I... And that's great and unique. Usually, like, we have um, characters in horror movies passing out from blood loss. Often, we assume they're dead and then they come back and save the protagonist. They weren't actually dead. Yeah. Um, but in this one, she's losing a lot of blood. She's still engaged. But we get this cool, like, motion sickness perspective of her. Yeah. And her blacking out, which is really effective. Because you're watching it and you're like, no, keep holding yeah. on. You're yeah, almost Yeah, you're like... Um, and the, the time at which she gets shot in the leg with the arrow, that, like, takes away the ability for her to have, like, tossed the, um, like, fire alarm out into the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, and like to have just run off. Was that she, the fire alarm or was it a flashlight? That was a flashlight in the okay. beginning, and I just made a mistake while we were watching. Gotcha, yeah. And yeah. now I have to call back and like admit that I did that. Um, <laughs> Chris called out, When are we going to see the fire alarm again? Right when she was like walking back and forth by the counter, which happens r- early, early, early mm-hmm. in the movie, end of the sequence. Of, you, already, you already said this. I know, but like that didn't happen right at that moment when I said to you. Sure. I was like, you called you it. it. Here it is. Yeah. Um, but I that was her throwing the flash either. I'm like, oh, I guess that was a flash. But you're, right. yeah, I kind of like. I thought, and then I thought later that I you were trying up. to throw me off. No, I fucked like, up. I'll make him think that was the, the fire alarm and yeah. the fire alarm. No, that was a back. mistake. That was a big mistake because I've seen it like just not yeah. recently enough to like hit that perfectly. Also, a wonderful um, corkscrew death right to the throat. Yeah, you which, called that. Well, it was, like... it was foreshadowed a little bit at the beginning. They just panned to it, and it brought to mind the movie The Girl on the Train, which is terrible, but I saw that over the holidays. Yeah. And they do the same thing there. There's a death that they foreshadow it, and there's a death involving the corkscrew to the neck. But they do the added bonus in that movie, to its credit, of another character coming up and twisting the corkscrew oh, nice. deeper yeah, into yeah. the neck, which is a great touch. Oh, that's, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's uh, super gross. <laughs> But you called that, I guess, because it jumped to your memory. I, that must be it, yeah. Yeah, maybe you it called it right when we saw her just, like, opening a bottle of wine or something, right? Mm. And you're like, when are we going to see the corkscrew to the next? What movie was that? And I was like, oh, I've seen it in a movie recently. And then, like, over the break, I watched Hush. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I've seen that recently. <coughs> Turns out it was from Hush. The... Oh, you didn't even remember that it was this movie? No. Oh, that's amazing. That's so good. Yeah, that just happened to me. That's why I couldn't... Um, well, I had to admit it just live to everyone. God so, damn it. Um, you were watching this for the second time. Yes. This time. Yeah. When she's on FaceTime with her friend, and her friend says she notices someone in the background, the guy grabbing the phone, Yeah. do you actually see him in the face? Like, did you notice I miss that? it every that, time. That would be a small detail. It's going to be such a quick... Yeah, it would be A quick, quick moving scene. I didn't uh, see it, but I think maybe you do see it mm-hmm. if you're, like, yeah. watching and ready for it, but I missed it. Right. Just, like, I don't see right when she uh, opens FaceTime, mm-hmm. if he steps out of the shot. In time. Like, if you don't see him stepping out. Right. And they're just, no one's paying attention yeah. for it. I don't know. But they do a great job at um, checking off the list of things that you need to deal with for a horror movie to be believable, right? We deal with the cell phones mm-hmm. and the FaceTime all in one fell swoop with first cutting out the power and then, so not one fell swoop, first cuts out the power to get the FaceTime and the internet down yep. and takes away her cell phone, which is the only method yeah. that she has. Without the internet. Without the internet, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then I love how she, like one carrot that they dangle is is she gonna get her friend's cell phone like that's such a great yeah but like that happen. that didn't make any sense to me personally like that seemed like a stupid decision um, for her to remember her yeah because phone? her friend was texting her the the creepy pictures he was doing that 
if his oh yeah oh my gosh that's so obvious so she would if she clicked in that oh the phone was in her back pocket she would also remember the guy sending it that from. the guy was using her phone to send her the pictures and had read no their no messages. i think i think the guy is using her own phone to send her the pictures she's getting messages from herself i think so i think in the facetime it was matt it said maddie like text from maddie's phone I think oh, that, yeah? was the, that, oh, that was, was the, the creepy the element creepy that element. she was getting from herself. Yeah, because that messes with her even more. She's okay. Like, I thought I knew her. Knew I'll believe that. I, I never pay close enough attention to know if that's true. At least that's how I read it. So. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, no so then she would have thought that the phone, but he had smashed it. But it was did, smashed yeah. clearly when they saw it. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah, you're. I like that too, that they didn't, right. they didn't have to show that. Like, they don't spoon feed He just had it. He just had it. Yeah, he just whipped it out. Here's what you're looking for, and it's broken to shit. Okay, you're totally right. Get, get what but I, that just are. confuses me is because if I personally wanted to send somebody messages to do it for from yourself, their own yeah, phone, yeah. That's, I guess it makes sense too. If he knew she would have had a Mac PC, okay, whatever. yeah, he was right behind her when she was on. I it, guess it makes so sense. Okay, perhaps. I'm in. I'm in. You're back. One thing I'm not in about is that final scene in the bathtub or outside of the bathtub where she's waiting by the door. Yeah. He comes in through the ceiling. No, the window behind. There's a window behind. Yeah. And like opening the window and climbing in the bath, like this would create some kind of vibration or a gust of wind. Like I can't imagine Theoretically. that she wouldn't have picked up on it. It still made for there's, a very effective stabbing scene. Yeah, that's a cool moment. And like there's um, there's a potential that he, that was open before. That mm. was his like, maybe he played that. That was his entrance the whole time. Right. Is he knew that that? I need to go back. For some reason, it looked like he was kind of dropping in, but I guess he was dropping in I, from a window. I think he was just in there, and right. like there's a window somewhere nearby. But yeah, it was yeah. a window for sure. Um, it's good. I love that we have no idea who this person is or why he's doing all yeah. this. Yeah, like, and why he ended up at her dude. place killing her neighbor. Yeah, you know, like if he was like out and like he she was the second victim. She like caught the neighbor, mm-hmm. and like he just was tagging on to other people, but like. There's lots of situations where, um, in this particular movie, where I'm like, why wouldn't you think someone would stroll by it? Why would you be so comfortable to walk through such like loud, crackling leaves around the house and no one would say, like, yeah, there's been some person like walking around your house all night. Mm. Like, what exactly made it so comfortable for him to have no mask on anymore and to just wander around the house all night? Yeah. Um, it's a certain psycho, psychopathic... Um, characteristic yeah and it seemed like he went through um the her phone and like read the whole mess the whole text string to know that there was no boyfriend actually coming Mm. um so you know he was he was safe to do that but like that he was so confident there's no other situation that could have unfolded yeah i Um, think he's just a psychopath i guess there's some elements of just almost suicidal carelessness about the whole thing right yeah he's he's really just around ready to fucking do what he wanted so much so that if someone else showed up he would just roll with it yeah kill them and pretend like he was a cop yeah there was no panic no anything he just kept going along with it yeah i mean it's sinister right off the bat when he tells her like i'm not gonna kill you right away i want i want you to wait until you're the most scared when you're ready to to die when you want to die that's when i'm gonna do it yeah yeah that was horrible it was a it was a horrific movie and like um, oh, I recognize him from the eyes too. That's the other thing. That okay, yeah, that was the other thing you called, uh, the two. But that's not much of a twist. That's just a you just a that was thing. super annoying. But that's great. Um, usually you don't get the mask off that early, and just to have the guy be like, like that's kind of a fuck you to the movie horror movie cliche of these cat and mouse ones, where it's just mask is off. 
Like, yeah. What now? Yeah. What and she like it? said, right, I haven't seen your face. You can get away with this. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't want to. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get away with you alive. Movies have trained me not to even plea with people that are attacking you. You know, they always yeah, try. Definitely. You always try to be like, look, I've seen your face. Just go away. People aren't just judging by movies. It never seems to work. People aren't like, yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay, that's good. I'll, I'll leave. Seems like you just want to give them the least amount of like yeah. acknowledgement as possible. And I'm aware that it would make good movie drama if yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the case. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying it's conditioned me now to, I know I can't. Try to dangle that character. To just <laughs> know that we were going to get slapped. I can't in the rely face. on that anymore. Right? Yeah, she was going to try that, and then we as the audience were going to get slapped for it. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. Yeah. But the, yeah, the the deaf thing is great all the way through. Really the played and, really well. And mute is fascinating too. I mean, I, I know very little about what that condition must just, be like, but to well, not even be able yeah, to scream she, out She pain. couldn't enunciate and she couldn't make any sound. So is that like a physical vocal cord condition then? It's for can't... meningitis. Is what oh, they, that's what they, they said. Say. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so exactly, yes. Yeah. Um, and but, oh, that crushing that hand. That was nasty. So brutal. That's And then she walks around and one of her, like, um, I think it's like her ring finger is like bent. Askew. <laughs> the wrong way the rest of the movie and she's just holding it against her body they show it the whole time that's like great and that's like it, you're filling out sort of as you watch this movie pro- filling out like prereqs for like what makes a great like sort of mm-hmm. like murder flick you know or slasher flick almost you know totally this um, totally feels like a slasher definitely well, even though it's it even though it's just you know one person and one yeah. killer it feels a lot like those late 90s like scream i know you mm-hmm. did last summer because it's just one continuous yeah. scene. And the best that. the best scenes in this movie are the ones where she like is outside and he sees her. And she then tries to get back in. And he's running for the same entrance she is. Mm. Those are the best moments where she's just like running. And they're both running. But he's not ready to yeah. like pull the final trigger on ending his whole night. No. He uh, lets her yeah. go back in. If she's going to get she in tries, and he's like going to yeah. like hurt his fingers, he won't do it. Like he'll stop yeah. at this point. It really, it really satisfies um, those horror movie viewers that will always be like, run. Why don't you go in the crawl space? Why don't you try running upstairs? Why don't you try running outside? Because not only does she um, try all of those things, yeah. and sometimes multiple times, but they also have that great sequence at the end where she, um, like an externalized version of herself, is running through all the possibilities with herself. That, oh my god, I'm so glad you brought that up. I really wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Because like... That's a moment in the movie where it's almost like, and uh, if you guys, um, if our audience here, um, any of you are repeat listeners and you listen to the Pandorum episode, we spoke a little bit about um, multiple endings and what they do for a movie. This did like multiple endings in like the, you know, the third quarter of the movie, Mm. you know, like they started like, what could happen if you tried? And they showed you playing out of him killing her in all these different ways. It's amazing that they had to film him killing her like and, six or seven times but like holy shit is that like doesn't that not bring you into like she is so um like she can be killed you know she is mm-hmm. not immortal at all she's vulnerable in pretty As, much all the scenarios that she runs through in her brain yeah exactly and not only that but she gets killed like surprisingly viciously from out of nowhere mm-hmm. off camera he just runs up and she's dead 
It's like horrific. Yeah. It's some of the scariest moments she's just playing out. Like, what can I possibly do? Because they don't. They show the first scenario without telling you that she's running through this possible scenario. Yeah. Scenarios. Exactly. So and it got you, right? It, it totally got me. Yeah. He's like just hammering into her head, and the blood is going on the lens of the camera, <laughs> and I was shocked and jaw dropped. I know. And I wanted to. <laughs> I was compelled. I was okay. Where is this film going from here? But it brought it back. Yeah. Which I was equally. Disappointed by, but also excited yeah. by. I think that was a great moment. <laughs> For like, you know what? Like, I don't think you can go like, that was just a, an imagination or a dream or a whatever. In certain movies, that's a huge cop-out. And you go, fuck you! Yeah. Yeah. And then in, in Hush, um, it's like, that's such a great way to show some visceral horror without it happening to the main character. Because there's just this one character. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, the second character you see in the movie gets just torn apart. Like, you know, other than the murderer, the third character you see in the movie stabbed in the neck, surprisingly, from the side. And so effectively scary that she's banging. She has, she could, like, if it were anyone else who was in a, you know, more able condition, she would easily be able to get their attention. But the fact that she's just smashing on the glass and still can't get her attention is just so effective and then he jumps out stabs him in the like the neck and it's over i love i love that moment in the movie too because john gallagher jr is like wait a minute why isn't she noticing me inside and he just kind of like lightly taps on the glass yeah oh i think she's deaf okay like he's like almost compelled and it changes his approach to like what he's doing that night and like it gives some like her horrible like character development on their murderer yeah um but like that's what he does, clearly. Totally. And uh, but he's not perfect at it. Strangers, if I remember, is kind of like perhaps what John Gallagher Jr. like all the stops John Gallagher Jr. made before arriving at her place. Yeah. Because in Strangers, they just they do the same thing, torment. Yeah, but torment they do a couple, it. But they get away with it and they leave. They they're um, a lot more perfect at it though. Okay. They uh, don't it's suffer been, any. It's been since it came out. Well, the, came yeah, out but the difference be- between these two movies is like <laughs> and I think like what is the spectrum uh, of like slasher like cat and mouse in the house type of movies mm-hmm. um is like about like how able the murderer is versus the person in the house. Right. Uh and in strangers they're like completely at the, like at the mercy of these like infallible attackers and eventually they lose. Very like very quickly they lock the doors and they just come in somewhere some right. other way and they follow them it's horrible it's so hard to watch that's such a great movie um, but in this one it's like a real like what makes the suspense and what makes it so scary is like the potential of 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 how admirable they're fighting back mm-hmm. you know what I mean like they're they've got a real chance and that's where the suspense is just like when you're watching sports like if there's like a a real close game that's a lot more like right. emotionally like turbulent than watching like a, a complete landslide of a game it did feel like a close game and like we that's were talking about is, yeah. in the previous episode about how endings now like everyone can die in the end we're never sure about what's going to happen it makes watching an, an indie horror movie exciting now because I, you really don't know which way it's going to go exactly and in fact specifically we said like you know what are some good movies where they all die you know, versus like what they live, and like I was about to say, like hush. Oh no, they live. But like that was the next episode. We're That's your brain, yeah. Yeah. What? Actually, what this movie also reminded me of was Your Next, which is one I really like. I, I haven't seen it. I didn't Adam think it was Weird. that good. Okay, it's good. Is it good? It's it's good. Yeah. Okay. What's the uh, is it just one movie or is it a series? It's there's just one. It's a one off. Um, 
I don't want to say too much about it because okay, I want yeah, you just to just it. watch it and enjoy it. Just, should I watch but it? But there's a lot of parallels. Should I watch it? Should we watch it? We could watch it. I'd love to watch it again. Okay. I'll leave it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll put it in the same category, I guess, as Hush, and we'll see what happens when we watch it. Perfect. But, uh... There are, yeah, I don't even want to say what the parallels are because I don't want yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. That's smart. Um, but we'll leave it at that. But, uh... Hold no, on. Check it out. Watch this movie. So what would be, like, um... What would be the line? Mm. This line. This is a hard one. Yeah, I know. What, what advice could we possibly give? Um... Uh, well... I mean, right off the bat, the one thing we were concerned with was not using a towel or something else to pull back the bow and arrow. Uh, <laughs> don't yeah. load with your bare hands. That's not... That's not I kind of, like, it won't fit perfectly, but yeah. I almost want to say, you can't hear Gallagher Jr. Chaos Reigns. Can't hear Gallagher Jr.? I don't know about that. It doesn't fit perfectly, but... You can't hear... I just love that we talked about Gallagher Jr. because you didn't call it. And that was, like, to me, the best part of the movie. Um, Don't fuck with a mute's cat. <laughs> Is that when? That's when he got shot. <laughs> I, I love it. I want it. I, I've decided. Don't fuck with a mute's cat. Chaos Reigns. Oh, God. That's my decision. As... Wow. As co, yeah, and I will yield to it. As co-captain of the podcast, don't fuck with a mute's cat. (laughs) Okay, I'm Chris Vandenberg, and I'm David Stumbra. Thanks as always for listening. Yeah, this is the text, Chris. Dave saw massacre. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Don't fuck with a mute's cat. Chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, don't fuck with the mute's cat, chaos reigns. (laughs) See you later, scaredy cats. (laughs) I guess.